0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I want to talk about um, something that is comical, but it's a real big problem in the Christian community, and that is legalism or people trying to be specifically by the book. And the reason why I bring this up is because the biggest Deterrent from church and Christianity in general is the people. You know, oftentimes as believers, as Christians, we focus more on the legalistic side of our faith than the relational, the relationship part of our faith. And, you know, regardless of where you are in your life, in your spiritual journey, it's important that you have a genuine relationship with God. Right. There's one thing that's going to be for certain for the rest of your life is that you will sin. OK, um, you probably heard me say it before. You probably heard pastor say it before. You know, if you're not sinning right, you're not having you're not doing it right. Or if sin is not fun, you're not doing it right. Excuse me. But I think a lot of times when it comes to Christianity, we are too busy beating people over the head with a Bible instead of forming meaningful, strong, biblical Christian relationships so that we can disciple people properly. It's important that, you know, as believers, we are one praying for people, um, inviting them into our homes, spending time with them, investing our resources in them so that we can leverage all those things for the kingdom of God. My desire for my friends, The people I encounter is for them to have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things that we can learn from Jesus is that he never begged people to follow him. He never, you know, told people, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. Right. And especially if our risen savior walked around with love and compassion and kindness, then we can emulate that and do the same thing. You know, one of the greatest uh, pieces of freedom in my life is when I realized that I didn't have a heaven or a hell to put someone in. Right. Even as a Christian, I realized that, you know, if I don't believe in God, yes. My ultimate destination, according to my beliefs, is that I'll end up in internal damnation in hell. But. Through having a relationship with God and knowing God and trusting and believing in God, I am saved, redeemed and will be reconciled back with God when I pass away, which is heaven. OK, but when I began to realize that I didn't have a heaven or hell to put someone in and that a person's faith, their personal faith is what leads to their salvation, it gave me a freedom to look at people as people. Not as this person's going here or this person's going there or this person is right and this person is wrong. And we need as believers to look and think like that. We need to stop looking at people as our personal projects and looking at people as God's creations. You know, God created us all uniquely and differently with different, um, strengths and gifts and talents and even different flaws and different weaknesses, but it doesn't make anyone any more or less valuable. It's really important that as we continue to go through life as believers, if that's what we profess and that's what we say we are, to treat people the way Jesus would. You know, it's funny. I was um, doing my quiet time this morning and I, I, I you know, often say um, To people who may have a very legalistic point of view about their faith is, hey, can you show me where this is in the Bible? Right. Because if the Bible is God's love, love letter to us, divine scripture written through man from God so that we know more about his characteristics and we know more about him, then everything that he desired for us to know would be in that book. And so today, when I was doing my personal time, I actually looked and I was like, how many pages are in my Bible right now? You know, um, because it's a it's a funny thing that I do when I meet these legalistic people. Um, so I flip to the back of my Bible and, uh, you know, I read out of a NASB Bible um, and it was uh, one thousand one hundred and sixty nine pages. Right. And if you think about that, that's larger than the majority of our books. And this beautiful piece of truth and love and kindness and correction and everything that we need is within one thousand one hundred and sixty nine pages. And the reason why I bring that up is because so often when we become legalistic, we start to try to add our own pages to the Bible. Right. We try to. Use You know, we look at our faith and our God through a flawed filter, which is ourselves, which could be our preferences, which can be our opinions, which could be um, things that we've been taught wrong about Jesus. You know, you think about how many of us have heard if you don't go to church, you're going to hell. Right. It doesn't say that in the Bible. The Bible suggests that we are in biblical community, that we should gather together. And now, you know, finding a church is a difficult thing. You know, I've been going to church since I was a child, but right now I don't have a home church, okay? And I've been involved in church, and it could be a hard thing. But to get back to the legalistic point and how people misuse the Bible and even abuse people on the hands of the Bible, it wasn't that intention. Whenever you find yourself being so legalistic to where you feel like you have to force somebody into faith or you feel like you have to judge a person that you one didn't create, that's a heart issue on you. And I want to be really careful here because yes, we are called to um, love people and correct people but you have to have a relationship with someone in order to truly correct them, okay? It's just like uh, if a coworker on your same level told you to do something at work, you would probably look at them like they're crazy, even though you're doing something wrong, right? Because they don't have that authoritative relationship. And I'm not saying that a biblical relationship needs to be authoritative, but if I am there for you, And I'm walking through life with you. You've been there with me through good times, bad times. And your kindness and love is consistent in my life. That's the relationship that allows for correction. Right. I have some dear friends of mine, some true brothers in Christ who correct me. Um, My wife is allowed to correct me. Absolutely. Right. Because of the relationship and the bonds that are filled there, the bonds that are there. I know that. Their heart for me is what God desires for my life. And that's what Christianity is about. You know, a lot of times as Christians, we are so focused in on um, eternal life, whether it's heaven or hell, that we forget the current life that people are living. God went to people. Right. Jesus went to people. He wasn't just. Sitting in some big, huge palace and saying, hey, everybody come to me and I'll tell you what to do. No, he was a living, breathing example of love. And if you think about it, right. Jesus public ministry was for three years. Right. We don't know much about his childhood. But we know that as a, you know, adult man for three years, he did public ministry over 2,000 years ago, and it changes the way that we live now. Y'all, that's incredible. But Jesus wasn't walking around telling people they're going to hell or they're a terrible person or if they don't run the church or if they don't tide every single Sunday that they're going to hell. And honestly, if we d- desire for people to have a personal relationship with God, We're not going to do it if they look at God as a punitive thing. People don't like punishment. People don't like feeling like they're constantly underachieving. If when people begin to know and understand from sound Christians that God is love and that God loves people unconditionally, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're walking through. That will more than likely give people the courage and the strength and prayerfully the faith to choose Jesus Christ. Guys, it's not our place to drag people to the cross. It's our place to love people where they're at. Remember, you don't have a heaven or hell to throw someone in. In 1,169 pages, don't you think if God was really specific about how many times you're supposed to walk in the church, how many times you're supposed to crack your Bible, how many times you're supposed to pray, I'm pretty sure he would have put it in there. I'm pretty sure that God would have put in there if he wanted to tell you what to wear. Right. But so many times when we take this legalistic view of faith. We often lose what God sent us to gain. We win people's hearts through love. We win people's hearts through acceptance to accept a person for who they are is just saying you are God's creation and I love you just simply because God created you. All right. It's not saying that I agree with you. It's not saying I agree with what you do or who you're with. That means nothing Because at the end of the day, here's the crazy thing. That person has the answer for what they do, not you. And I want to be encouraging here because I know that some of you have been praying for people, have been trying to walk through life with people. And it's been hard. And I know that some of you all have been hurt by Christians. Christians have given you bad information. Christians have treated you poorly because they're quote unquote strong in their faith. But the more you understand God, the more humble you become, the less materialistic you become. And the more that you see people as people. And here's the funny thing. God sees people in two ways. Saved and unsaved that's how god sees people and the crazy thing about that is even his view of saved and unsaved his love is still the same because he created us all so i want to be really encouraging right here is that if you are a believer of christ always lead with love if you are not a believer of christ it's okay you know Pray, as God, you know, look at some church homes, talk to a close friend who's a Christian. And, you know, my my true uh, heart for you is that when you decide to have a relationship with Christ, that, you know, you can have a meaningful one and, and a one that fulfills you and one that you feel great in your decision because you see God's love for you, even in your life before you decide to choose Christ. And one of the things that I want to uh, encourage everybody with is, even if you're as a Christian, you're struggling with something and you know that you're living with this temptation or this sin, is that um, our behavior changes when our belief changes. Our behavior changes when our belief changes. And this is so important because oftentimes in our lives, we are more about Behavior modification than we are about relationship, excuse me, relationship with Christ. And so, as you continue to add depth to your relationship with Christ, as you believe that Christ loves you unconditionally, as you believe that God is there for you and God can strengthen you and God can help you, those depths in belief are what changes behavior. Okay. And just take it from someone who's been walking with Christ since he was 10 years old. Um, I didn't always read my Bible. Um, I didn't always pray. Sometimes even today, I still struggle with praying. Right. But I know that God loves me unconditionally. I know that God will never leave me nor forsake me. And because I believe in that. I desire to always know God on a more intimate level. I desire to talk to the man who created me, who is God. And so therefore, every day over the past couple years, I've sat down and read my Bible. And there are some days where I glean from it and I can just hear the Holy Spirit speaking over my situations, over my life. And there are certain days, y'all, where I can just read it and it's the same as reading a pamphlet sitting in a store. But the great thing about it is, is that I will continue to pursue God's word in my daily life because my belief is that he truly speaks through his word. And so as I understand God more and desire to know God more, that's what has led to my behavior of doing quiet time, prayer, and different things like that. It wasn't just because I automatically believed in God and now all of a sudden, now I'm going to read this Bible every day and blah, 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 blah. Because I know at the heart of hearts, if I miss a day, God's not going to send lightning through my roof. But it's because of my relationship with God. This takes time, you all. It takes time, right? Right? And so we need to be loving as believers as we work towards the cross. We need to be caring about people. We need to stop telling them that they're going to heaven or hell. We don't have that authority. And honestly, God doesn't want you to do that to people. So regardless of what somebody's lifestyle is, their preference, their past sin, their present sin, it's your job to love them. And I'm gonna tell you something that you need to understand. You need Jesus in your life to love people because people are messy, people are flawed, people are misinformed, people are hurting, people are a lot of different things, but most important, every single person who breathes and walks this earth belongs to God. So when we mistreat people, Ultimately, we are mistreating God. So in perfect church, I pray that this is provided a place of encouragement uh, to you and um, to anyone who's been hurt by Christian people. I truly apologize. That's not a reflection of our God. That's a reflection of pride and poor understanding of a loving and caring and compassionate savior. All right. So Imperfect Church, continue to pray for me uh, as I pray for you all. I pray that um, wherever you are in your journey, you know that God loves you unconditionally. Um, Your behavior changes with your true beliefs. All right. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you. Until we talk again.